Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob. I'm reading today from a devotional book put out by Voice of the Martyrs. It's called Extreme Devotion. This book catalogs the struggles of God's people over past years. Today we're visiting the United States. Yeah, the United States, Sophia's mother. And I'm quoting from her. In 1996, our daughter, Sophia, had a long seizure causing permanent brain damage. She suffered badly for months, crying incessantly for two or three days at a time and writhing in pain. She did not know us or respond to us. One nurse could not understand why we were not angry with God for allowing this to happen. I tried to help her see that we are his servants and cannot deny the tremendous gift that God had given us in his Son. Four months after her seizure, Sophia died. And the day she died, I saw a picture from a Voice of the Martyrs article of a Sudanese sister whose breasts had been cut off sitting next to her infant. Her persecutors tortured her by doing this horrible thing, forcing her to watch her child die of starvation. Thousands of miles away from where she was, I knew her pain and I wept, thinking, I will not allow myself to wallow in self-pity. That woman and others like her did not have the benefit of medical care, fellowship, love from brethren that we had, yet they have endured so much, and I, by the grace of God, can also endure it. I need these living epistles of our Lord Jesus Christ to express the reality that Jesus lives, and this world is not my home. 2 Corinthians 3, 3 says, You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Now, while God's presence is always near through the person of the Holy Spirit, we often need those spiritual encouragers with skin on them to help us in our faith. Martyrs and other believers throughout the centuries are real people whose real examples of courage inspire us to believe that maybe, just maybe, we will be able to respond likewise. While we may not share in their exact adversities, we can adopt the spirit of their tenacity and bravery for our daily lives. If you've been inspired by an extreme story of faith, share it with others. Pass along the example. Teach others to draw strength from those who have gone before, living their faith as examples to all. You may want, in fact, to receive this very book. Get in touch with the people at The Voice at vom.org. The Voice at vom.org. The book is not free, but it's uh, not expensive either. I hope that you will order it. And then we were studying last time a, the new thing that's going on in India and why India's status has been changed by Voice of the Martyrs to a restricted nation. Things are going the wrong direction there. We were talking about one Narendra Modi, who's been selected as prime minister there, and that has been the cause of so much of this. During Modi's first term as prime minister, Christian charities and ministries, especially those with Western ties, or that received foreign funds, came under scrutiny. 
In a three-year period, India denied more than 6,600 charities the approval to receive foreign funding, including the U.S.-based Child Development Ministry, Compassion International. Modi's government claimed these changes were implemented to increase accountability for the receipt and use of foreign funding. This appeal to national pride, ostensibly in opposition to Western imperialism or past colonialism, was in fact another step toward purging the nation of anything that is not Hindu. Two years after Prime Minister Modi's 2019 election, Mother Teresa's Missionaries of Charity was refused permission to access foreign funding after an allegation of forced conversions in one of the charity's homes in Gujarat state. And VOM, Voice of the Martyrs, noted heightened concerns among Christians when leaders of large church networks requested moving their meetings outside the country to avoid scrutiny. Christians in India are experiencing a similar type of surveillance to that seen in communist nations, specifically the widespread use of informants. RSS informants live in nearly every village and routinely report on the activities of Christians and other non-Hindus, a practice that occurred even prior to Modi's re-election. The informants are either RSS members or are friendly to the RSS and receiving benefits for information they provide. Press freedoms, central to any democracy, have also come under pressure since Modi's re-election. Through hostile takeovers and coercion, media outlets have become influenced by the Hindu nationalist ideology fueling Modi's government. And Hindu nationalism has even been incorporated into the country's public school curriculum. In addition, radical Hindu groups are resorting to ground campaigns. In September 2023, a subgroup of the RSS called the the Vishwa Hindu Parishad, we'll call it VHP, announced a nationwide campaign to, quote, re-energize society on Hindu dharma, that is, Hindu moral and religious law. The VHP plans to recruit a dharma yodos, or religious warriors, to monitor what they consider anti-Hindu activities, including conversions from Hinduism to another religion. The Dharma Yodas will also be responsible for organizing Garwapsi, that's homecoming, programs, in which individuals are converted, often forcibly, back to Hinduism from another religion. A comprehensive plan has been devised which will be carried out through the length and breadth of the country, a VHP spokesperson said. The VHP's ground campaign is intended to stir up Hindu religious fervor in advance of this spring's general elections when Modi will seek a third term as prime minister. But Christians in India know what the VHP's campaign really means. Mohan, a frontline worker in India who has served persecuted Christians for a number of years, said the word warrior implies violence. He said that in almost every village in northern India where he works, the RSS has appointed leaders to influence communities with rhetoric, provoking Hindus to oppose and attack 
Christians and any other non-Hindus. While India's constitution includes laws to protect religious freedoms, their enforcement is difficult when the nation's leader is a known RSS member and proponent of Hindu nationalism. As a result, Christians are arrested and charged with dubious crimes like communal disharmony. VOM workers met with one of these Christians recently in Chhattisgarh state. On January 2023, January 1, a pastor was at his home enjoying fellowship with 20 other Christians when a large group of Hindus showed up at his house and began to beat the Christians. The next day, another group vandalized several churches, overwhelming the police, who were powerless to stop them. In the end, 11 pastors were arrested and charged with disrupting communal harmony. When lawyers arrived to provide legal aid to the Christians, someone at their hotel informed the police, and the lawyers were forced to leave. For years, the accusation of violating an anti-conversion law was enough to prompt the arrest of someone involved in Christian activities. But now, pastors are rightly fearful that they could be arrested by police or attacked by a Hindu mob at any time, simply because they are known as pastors. Unsurprisingly, radical Hindu groups like the RSS and VHP are also promoting their nationalistic agenda through social media campaigns. One social media video that came to VOM's attention shows a Hindu nationalist threatening a Christian man, telling him that he cannot distribute Christian literature or allow other Christians to visit his home. Throughout the video clip, the Hindu man waves a bamboo stick menacingly at the Christian. Even a non-religious community conflict between the predominantly Hindu Mete people and the mostly Christian Kuki people in Manipur in May 2023 devolved into the persecution of Christians. The breakdown of the rule of law provided the necessary motivation to target non-Hindus, and some community members took advantage of the chaos to attack their Christian neighbors or to destroy a church building. Manipur is among a group of seven states in northeastern India, that have traditionally been majority Christian. But with the election of BJP candidates as chief ministers in four of these states, the pervasiveness of Hindu nationalism is now nationwide. Historically, the persecution of Christians in India has occurred mostly in the leading edge of gospel ministry in predominantly Hindu areas. Now, this is the full-fledged urging of Hindu nationalism, which is to eliminate Christians from the Hindu homeland, Richards said. While all Christian pastors in India are now at risk of persecution, that hasn't stopped their faithful witness. Frontline workers are preparing them for persecution, training them in how to, to respond if they're accused and arrested. And some pastors who are arrested are embracing their time in prison as a ministry opportunity. The next general election in India is expected to be held in April or May. But even if Prime Minister Modi and the BJP are ousted from power, no new government can undo the pervasiveness of Hindu nationalism.
Still, our Christian brothers and sisters in India are willing to pay the price to proclaim the saving grace of the gospel, and VOM remains committed to supporting them. The escalation in persecution has increased the need for VOM to provide Christians in India with essential tools, including Bibles to ensure that they are well grounded in God's Word. In addition, VOM is responding to persecution by helping Christians who have lost their jobs or homes or have suffered bodily harm in violent attacks. We also provide encouragement, assuring persecuted believers that they are remembered and prayed for by the global body of Christ. In 1967, VOM founder Richard Wormbrand wrote, The message I bring from the underground church is, Give us the tools we need. We will pay the price for using them. For more than 55 years, VOM has helped persecuted Christians and equipped frontline workers in restricted nations. As Christians in India work to advance God's kingdom at any cost, VOM will be standing with them. Well, in weeks to come, we'll continue talking about India, as that's the focus of the VOM magazine this time around. This was a separate insert into the magazine. We'll start the actual magazine next time. People were wondering what RSS means. I mentioned it in the first round. It's And I have trouble pronouncing the words. I think RSS is much easier. But Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sang. It's a right-wing paramilitary organization, the RSS. Well, thank you for being here again today. And, and don't forget, you can get this magazine delivered to your house free of charge every month, no obligation at all. Um, you get put on the mailing list of Voice of the Martyrs. They'll be contacting you and talking to you about what's going on, but no obligation, whatever. Um, and you get a free copy of this. Just contact them at vom. Dot org. Well, this is the Hackberry House of Chosun. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.